Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority. Well, welcome, welcome to Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, known as Dancia. I am so excited to be with you all again on tonight. I hope you are ready for Kingdom Authority. Listen, God is so amazing, and this is a wonderful time of the year. But we have to know there are some people that are struggling with this season, struggling with the holidays, struggling with being able to give, struggling with being able to live. So tonight, we want to take authority over these different struggles, and we want to make sure that we acknowledge the fact that everybody's not happy during this season. Every, everyone's not giving thanks this during this season. Should we all? Absolutely. If we are in the in alive, we should be giving thanks. But we want to take authority in this area because there was a time I didn't really like this time of the year. And I understand the reason of this time of the year. However, there are times we go through struggles in life. So I want to make sure that you come alongside with me as we discuss these struggles with the holidays. I hope you're ready to take authority in your territory. This is definitely the day that the Lord has made, and we should be glad in it. We should rejoice in it. It's a great day to be alive. It's an awesome day to thank God. It's an awesome day to understand some things about life. It's a great day to take authority in our territory. Let's just pray on today. Father, we thank you and we bless you. Father, you deserve all the glory. You have all the glory. You are glory. And we say thank you. God, as we enter into this time, your presence is what we need. Your overwhelming glory is what we need. And Father, there's a specific message for the people of God and those even who are lost, Father. During this time, who are unhappy with this season, who don't, who dread this season, who look forward to the season being over. Let us acknowledge those people on today, Father. And let's just, let's just open our hearts, open our hearts. We open our hearts so that you can fill us with the love and compassion that is needed. So many people are doing things for so many different people, but Lord, not, not let it be an act, but Lord, let it be a mission. Not let it be a moment, but let it be a lifetime. Not let it be just something we do, a task to check off off the list, but let it be something that we live in the name of Jesus. Father, you are glorious. You're majestic. You're the giver of life. You're the giver, period. You're the creator, and you are compassion and glory. You're the God of comfort. We acknowledge you on this 
wonderful evening. To you be the glory, majesty, and honor forever and ever. You are our God, and we lift up those who are going through struggles. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So you have me on tonight and want to take some time to dig into this. I have about regarding those who struggle in life, and you do want to hear this. There are eight different or nine different people I want to talk about who struggle during the holiday season. You do know that while everyone is buying gifts or a lot of people are buying gifts, putting up lights, going to different light shows, going to different neighborhoods that are decorated nicely, going to see Santa Claus, going, watching different Rudolph, um, uh, who is it, Snowman, Frosty the Snowman, the Christmas Story. Some people are watching other movies called Bad Santa, Home Alone. All these different things are going on, and people are happy, and people are rejoicing, and they're the hustle and bustle of buying gifts for those. There are some people who are not in that category. There are some people who struggle with this time of the year for various reasons, and I want to bring that up on today. The Lord has been impressing upon me to share this, and I want to share what, what um, some of the struggles are with the holiday season. The first one I want to talk about are introverts and physical disabilities and those with physical disabilities. I do have some scriptures that we want to go over on tonight. So the first one is Exodus 12th verse. Exodus, the fourth chapter, the 10th to the 12th verse. And it reads as such in the King James Version. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said to him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thy thou mouth, or what thou shalt say. So there are some people in life, and I want to gain some insight just a little bit and then pray, and also um, explain um, the different types of people that struggle during this season. There are people who have physical disabilities that don't look forward to the season because they can't go out and do the same things that some of us that are in great health do. There are people who are introverts and rather not be around all the people because there's so many people in the malls, in the stores, and so forth, and so they rather not be around that. I want to encourage you, if you are that person on tonight and you're listening, you have a physical disability, you have, um, you are introvert and, and you don't really like being around the crowds and so forth. The Lord has called you out from amongst that situation, that state, and he wants you to know that he is within you, that he has created you, that he is your God, and he has the last say in what you will and will not do. He loves you so much. He wants you so much. He has chosen you to do something marvelous. Every one of us have a spiritual gift, and he has chosen you to exercise in whatever way that looks like what is needed to help someone else. Yes, you may be bedridden. 
those who are bedridden, those who are with our arms and legs, those who are deaf or are blind, who have a mental disability, physical disability, emotional instability, who feel like they don't want to be around anyone. Yes, you. You are the one to share with someone. You have a purpose. And when God calls us like he did Moses, Moses felt like he wasn't adequate in his speech. I'm not really adequate in my speech. However, I am on the radio. The Lord allows me to sing. He allows me to preach. And when he does it, when I give that time over to him, when I give that disability over to him, when I give that lack over to him, he then makes it more. So let me just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, O God, those who struggle as being introverts, Father, those who struggle during the season as being introverts or may have a physical or mental or emotional disability, Father, spiritual disability even. I pray for them right now to know who you who they are in you, to know that you have given every one of us a spiritual gift, those who are in Christ Jesus. You've given every one of us a talent, Father, on this earth. You created us. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that they understand who they are, what they can do, how they can do it through you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O Lord, that maybe they're not eloquent in speech. Maybe we're not eloquent in speech. Maybe, Father, we don't have the faith like some superstar, Father, someone that's on a magazine. Maybe we don't have the body like that. Maybe, oh, God, we don't have what others have. Thank you, oh, God, that we do not. Thank you that we are who we are. I thank you, oh, God, that this person is who they are because it makes this world beautiful. It causes us to understand. Father, you cause us to understand because of them, because of me, of who we are. And so I pray, God, for that person that just wants to be alone, that doesn't want to be with others, who doesn't want to share with others. Father, I pray, God, that they'll be surrounded by someone that they can feel comfortable around, be comfortable around them, and around someone that will love them, that will show them love, and they can show love too. They can reciprocate that love in the name of Jesus. We glorify you, God, for physical disabilities, Father. I pray right now that we are able to overlook that and see who they are in the name of Jesus so that we're not stuck with the outward here because you look upon the heart. Help us to look upon the heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There's other people that struggle um, who have suffered a loss during this time or close to this time or, you know, they're reminded of the loved ones that are gone. I know that the last couple of years were extremely hard for me due to loss. And that loss could be loss of loved ones, loss of a marriage, loss of a wayward child, loss of, you know, health. It could be different losses. I want to talk about David and how he responded to a loss. I don't want you, and David, um, I don't want to really go into David's wrong in this, but I want you to look at his response because whether you're right or wrong in any situation, whether you feel good or bad about any situation, any loss, there is a, a response that is great. There is a response that is needed to overcome the loss. And many of us don't choose that response, and therefore we get stuck in the loss. What do I mean by that? We get stuck in what was and not what is. And as a result of that, we can't move forward the way God has designed us. 
he did say he did say that we can do all things through him that strengtheneth us. Doesn't mean you don't miss the person, doesn't mean that you don't have time, but if you get stuck and you don't move forward, if you get stuck, meaning that that's what you dwell on, that's what keeps you, that's what holds you, that's what you think about all the time, that's what you, you can't get over and you, you stay in that emotional state, then we can never get to our future and purpose. Every one of us have a purpose. So we want to talk about that. I want to read from this scripture, and I'll give you time to get to that scripture. Second um, Samuel, the 12th chapter, the 19th to the 20th verse. Second Samuel, the 12th chapter, the 19th to 20th verse. I'm going to read this in the King James Version. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead, his child, with Bathsheba. Therefore, David said unto his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed, listen to this, and anointed himself and changed his apparel because he had mourning apparel on and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. So powerful. Then he came to his own house and when he required They set bread for him, and he did eat. Let me show you something that is so extremely important whenever you experience a loss. I didn't navigate through this time of loss, especially the loss of my brother, um, very well. Matter of fact, it carried on until really this year, three years. And so one thing I had to learn from the Lord and reading the word of God this year and going to the Bible in the year. You know how we do that. Um, went through the whole Bible this year, and this stuck out to me for this season. And you may not recover some of those losses. It was a person that who has gone on to be with the Lord, they died, um, passed away, however you want to say it. You can't recover that, but you still have memories. You can't recover the person, but you can still, you still have the memory. Isn't God so great? that he would give us a memory, a a mind, a brain to remember, such a powerful tool. But it depends on what we're going to tap into, what memory we're going to tap into. David did something so powerful. He knew he had sinned. He knew this child was conceived with a woman he took from another man, and this child God said, I'm not going to let him live, a loss. But listen to what David did. He arose from the earth. Many of us, when we're feeling so low, I want you to get this, we're feeling so low, we're, we're down. The Bible says David arose, he got up. And he didn't just get up, but he washed himself. A washing is a cleansing. A washing is taking away of some of the old, not-so-good stuff and refreshing your body. And then he anointed himself. He anointed himself for newness. He anointed himself because it was the right thing to do. He wanted God's presence upon him and changed his apparel. When you're suffering through a loss, especially during this season, you're remembering, you have to get up, change some things about your dress attire. 
about what you put on, listen to this, about what you wear. You can't continue to wear doom and gloom. We can't continue to wear I should have done. We can't continue to wear what if this. We have to wear God I want to move past this. I need healing. And then the Bible says, and he came into the house of the Lord. Many of us turn from the Lord during a loss, but he wants us to draw nigh to him, to come closer to him, to get in the presence of people who love God, who love you. Go into the house of the Lord with the God that loves you. He wants to be the comforter because he is the great comforter. And then the Bible says, David, worship. Don't miss this. When we worship, we connect with God and become one with God. When we worship, we lay down our fleshly desires and we take on God's desires. When we worship, we say, Lord, I'm stripping myself of this loss, and Lord, you make me anew. And then he came back to his own house after he worshiped. After he first rose from the earth, washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel, came to the house of the Lord and worshiped, he came to his own house, and when he required, he asked for some bread. Then he ate. Eating causes us to fellowship with others, nourishing our body, getting our strength up for the next, next task, for our next thing, whatever it may be. If you want to take authority, do these things. Take these steps. Get up and wash yourself. Anoint yourself with oil. Change your apparel. Go into the house of the Lord. Worship him. Get back into your own homestead and eat and be merry and fellowship. Nourish your body. Gain some strength to get ready for the next task. Let's pray for those who are suffering their loss. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor and bless you, Father, for this wonderful time for the loss, many losses even, Lord, who don't know how to go and navigate through this. I pray, God, for their rising. I pray for their washing. I pray for their the anointing of God to be upon them. I pray for them that they will change their attire. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that they will get up and go to the house of the Lord and go fellowship with the saints of the Most High God. I pray, Lord, that they will worship you. They will get back into their into their routine, Father, maybe a new routine, and, Father, that they will be able to bless you, that they will be able to nourish themselves, grow themselves, to learn what's next in the name of Jesus. Help them not to live in the past, not to live in the loss. Yes, it hurts. God, I pray that you heal the hurt. I pray that you will mend the broken heart in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh, Lord, that we will be able to learn from these times, from these losses, to know, God, you lost even more than we could ever lose. Father, you lose us over and over again every time we sin. Oh, my goodness. We, we go away from you, Father, and so you know loss better than anybody. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that during this season that there will be no, no more lack in the area of loss, loss of money, loss of loved ones, loss of relationship, loss of health, God, that there will be no more lack. We'll see the good, Father. We will dust ourselves off and come to you and be replenished in this can be on point. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you. Amen. Let's go to the next. People that are on a budget. 
or people that have a lack in their finances. So let me just read this one. Let me give it to you first, and then we'll we'll go from there. First Kings, the 17th chapter, and I'll read from the 7th to the 16th verse. First Kings, the 17th chapter, the 7th through the 16th verse. And we're going to be moving a little quickly on this one. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a will woman there to sustain thee. So he rose, arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, full of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy, thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am going, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. <laughs> and Elijah said unto her, Elijah, mm, fear not, go and do as thou hast said. He said, go and do what I told you to do, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. She was going to go fix the meal and die. They ate for many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not. Woo, hallelujah. Neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Listen, this is such a profound one, and one of my, one of the most interesting ones for me, because there are a lot of people who have a lack who may be on a budget and they can't go do the things that they really want to do for family and friends or give, you know, you know how we do things and give to families in need or people in need or feed the hungry, go, we do things. Listen, there's many things that you can do though. I've done it. You can go down and feed the homeless, join an organization. You can, um, there was an organization just yesterday. I am, I am U360 and my sister Desiree and they wrapped up packages for homeless um, teens, you can go down and deliver your time. Not only that, don't be discouraged. God is going to fill your barrel. There are some things you have to do and being obedient to God first. But I'm praying for you because being on a budget is not a bad thing. I'm on a different budget right now. There were budgets when I couldn't spend anything. Now I'm on a different budget at where I am now. But we're all should be on some kind of budget. I mean, this season is not about just buying a whole bunch of gifts and, you know, all, this, all these different things. It's about Jesus. It's about him coming. It's about him, him, what he came to do. It's about him fulfilling his purpose, taking authority in his territory. And so you can take authority in the territory by sticking, first of all, to your budget. If it's not a budget and it's just a lack, then stick with the lack. Don't go out of your way. And do the things that there's many things to do, many things to volunteer and donate time and spend time with those who are in nursing homes, 
spend time with those who are sick. They want company more than a gift anyway. And Jesus wants our time and our worship and our praise more than any other gift that we could possibly give. Listen, people of God, if you're during this time, you're in a budget and you can't do the things that you want to do, do the things that are necessary to do. Oh, I heard that loud and clear for me even. So let's just pray and watch God fill your bucket and your cruise will never go dry. <laughs> and you'll eat many days. Soon you'll be able to buy the gifts you want. There's some other practical things you have to do. Tithe, you have to give offerings. You have to be obedient to God's word. You definitely have to live a life that's according to what God says in this area specifically. You ha- we have to. It's necessary. And so he can rebuke the devourer for our sake. I know what I'm talking about. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. There's many that have lack or on a budget, Father, and whatever the situation is for them. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, that you will fill their barrel, that you, God, will cause them not to have lack, Father. Those who especially who are obeying your will and your word, Father, let them do the things that are needed, God, to pay off bills, not to go into debt during this season, not to see um, the going to debt, you know, trying to decorate houses and, and going <laughs> and spending money they don't have and using credit card and charging that up, Father. No, no. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray against that spirit. That is the pagan spirit. That is the spirit you don't want us to have. But you do want us to share love. You do want us to give to one another. You do want us to help one another. So I pray for the, a changed mind for those who are on budgets right now, those who are in lack right now, those, Father, who want to do and don't feel like they can't do. Give new avenues. Give new mindsets. Give new challenges, God. Challenge us, Father, to do according to your word, Father, in the name of Jesus during this time. Let us not get so involved in the commercialized season of Christmas that we miss Christ. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're moving along, people of God. We're moving along. Let's talk about people that are struggling with family problems during this season. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to give you the verse. Genesis, the 42nd chapter, the 20th verse. Genesis, the 42nd chapter, the 20th verse. Once again, Genesis, the 42nd chapter, and the 20th verse. I want you to... During this time, a lot of people struggle with with family issues. And last season of my life, I was having a family issue. And going through Christmas time was extremely difficult. I didn't talk about it too much, but it was extremely difficult, very emotional, and I had to pray through it. I literally had to pray on the floor. And I remember it was during the time um, my my mother was with my brother during the Christmas season last year, and I was here and um, was struggling with some family issues. And I laid on the floor on the on December 24th, and I said, "God, whatever you do, I don't want you to leave me." And I did that because I needed Him. I said, "I can suffer any loss, but I cannot afford." for you to take my spirit, to take your spirit from me. I, I need you to restore, what is it? Create me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. 
and I can't think of the rest, but he said, I didn't want to want you to take your spirit from me, storing to me the joy of my salvation, Lord God. And so I, I said that over and over again. I cried and I laid prostrate before the Lord, and I said, God, whatever you do, you keep me. And so family struggles will cause people to not want to be here during the Christmas time because that's family time. We cannot fall prey to this problem. We cannot fall to the fact that, um, what's the thing I want to say? We cannot fall to when we're in a struggle when it comes to family issues. We cannot bow down to that. The thing we have to bow down to is to what God says we are, who he says we are, and what we are to do. And so I want to, I want to read this really brief, briefly. I'm not going to talk too much about this one, but Genesis, the 42nd chapter. This is Joseph. When you're going through this time, pray for forgiveness within your family. Pray for restoration. Believe God. If you can't be family members, then be friends and be and be um, um, godly. <laughs> Let me say it that way, and be godly. But understanding, forgiving, no hatred, none of that. We have to pray against that. It is a trick of the enemy. The Bible says, but bring, and we're reading um, Genesis, the 42nd chapter, the 20th verse. But bring your youngest brother. This is Joseph talking to his brothers. They don't even know it's him. But bring your youngest brother unto me, so shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die. And they did so, and they said one to another, we are verily guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the anguish of his soul we, when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore, they're talking about their brother, who is Joseph. They're talking to him about him. They don't even know it. Therefore, um, is this distress come upon us? And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear? Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter, and he turned himself about from them. Listen to Joseph. They are talking about him. He's been wronged by his brothers. Read, make sure you read Genesis. I believe it's... Um, starting the 28th chapter around there somewhere, all the way up to this time. It is profound, the life of Joseph. And, and they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter, and he turned himself about from them and wept and returned to them again. He felt sad for his brothers because they knew they had done wrong, and he had to see them again. And he communed with them and took them, took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack. They wronged him, but he's restored their money. And to give them provision for the way. He not only restored their money, he said, fill their sacks with corn, restore their money, and give them provision for the way. And they laid it their asses with the corn and departed thence. And as one of them opened his sack to give his ass provender in the end, he espied his money, for behold, it was in his sack mouth. He thought he got rid of the money, but he didn't. Listen, 
when you are when you are going to family struggles, if you're going to a family struggle this time, I want you to understand it is better to give than to receive. The hardest thing I had to learn in the last year and a half was to give more than I was receiving back, to give more love than I was receiving back. I'm reminded, and my mother's probably listening, I'm reminded of how much our mother loves us. And she loves us even though we didn't show love unto her. And sometimes she says we don't love her how we talk to her. But listen, it's not about the love that she shows us over and over and over and over again. And it may not get fully reciprocated. Parents, the love you show to your children may never get reciprocated to the level you've given it. I don't think it can be. It's like God. He gives love and love and love and love to us, and we yet sin, and we yet doubt him. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about you. And we yet turn our back on him during the time he says he needs us most. <laughs> Listen, people of God, you may be going through a struggle, and it may never get reciprocated, but you love. You show the love. You give. You show the respect. You keep giving. You keep, you keep loving. You keep re- reciprocating what God gave to you, to them. It, I'm telling you, it works on your behalf in ways you would have never known. And God, he does not let you fail when you show love. Ah, sanda. I know this now. And I'm not always the most loving person. I realize this, but over and over again, I'm praying, God, help me to show love when I'm hurt, when people say things that, you know, people doubt me a lot. And I know that God has given me the, 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 the gift of prophecy, but they doubt me a lot. One thing I had to learn and what God revealed to me about my, my, my brother that passed is that you may not be accepted but God has accepted you. Listen, you may not be accepted by people. God has accepted you. To you that are going through family struggle, hold on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for every family struggle because, God, you're working it out for the good. Hey, Oh, God, whatever the family problem is regarding relationships, regarding um, children, regarding um, husband, wife, father, regarding um, significant others, regarding parents, regarding cousins, regarding um, money, father issues, trust issues, whatever it is, God cleanse us, purify us. You change us, change our mindset of how we respond. Let us respond like Joseph did. Yes, he was done wrong, but he had it to give and he gave. And he gave more. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to give more, God, even till it hurts, knowing that you will restore us. And I pray this for every struggling family, that forgiveness will reign, no hatred. I rebuke hatred, that spirit of hatred. I rebuke the spirit of unforgiveness. In the name of Jesus, restore minds. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I got to hurry up here. Listen, let's talk about unhappy people. Um, we're going to talk about a few scriptures, but I want you to turn to um, Proverbs, the 15th chapter, um, Proverbs, the 15th chapter, and also Matthew 6. 
some powerful scriptures. There are a lot of people that are just unhappy, unhappy about life, unhappy about what life dealt them, unhappy with God, and God didn't do this, and he didn't do that, and he let, my, he let this person leave me, and he, let, he did all this. Oh, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Before you even got here, he let you be born. Are you unhappy about that? Before you even got here and your parents got here, he let them be born. Are you unhappy about that? Life dealt you. Life deals you some blows. It's life. But what your response to it doesn't have to be with a lack of joy. Your response has to be with joy. Listen to this. My goodness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. <laughs> That's the 15th verse, Proverbs 15, 15. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Woo! Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Oh, my goodness. The way of the slothful man is as an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. Be happy. Do what God says. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. Proverbs 15. Be happy. Do what's right. Don't be a fool. Be wise. Be righteous. <laughs> Don't be slothful. Be, be about business. Always trying to attain the next thing that God says. And then let's look at this verse. Matthew six thirty one to 33, because I love this. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Because people are unhappy because they don't have food the way they want to. I was telling my husband while we were in Florida, we should only have two choices in America because we weigh two choices of, and I said, just McDonald's and Jack in the Box maybe, you know, two choices. That way we won't go crazy because we go crazy. With stuff, and then you see abandoned buildings, abandoned businesses, abandoned restaurants. Maybe we only have J.C. Penney's and I don't know Coles, J.C. Penney and Coles, and be done. I'm not saying do that because neither one is going to do for me right now. But I'm saying we have too many choices. So don't take, don't, don't consider all of that. Consider God. Listen. Therefore, take no thought, saying, "What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we?" Um, be clothed, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He already knows. But what we need to seek after and really focus on instead of all these different choices we have, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then if you seek him first, maybe you will just get the Prada purse. I don't know. If you seek God first, I can tell you that and test to this, my first Louis Vuitton was given to me because I obeyed my mother, which means I obeyed the word of God. My mother said no, and God said yes, and the woman came and gave it back to me. I couldn't buy it from the woman initially because my mother said no. I was a young, I was a, a teenager, I believe, at the time. But she said no, I couldn't purchase it. It was, she was, it was a steal. I ended up getting it free. She left the country due to the military and left the bag for me for free. I was obedient. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else should be added. Philippians 4, 11 through 13, family troubles. I want you to understand this verse right here, this last one I want to say. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. You're unhappy? You're unhappy you're going to struggle? Be content where you are. 
unhappiness is caused a lot of times by trying to get, I'm talking about me, trying to get something that is nearly not for you or trying to be someone else. For I have learned in what I am therewith to be content, lack of, and, and not being competitive with others. I know both how to be a base and how to, and know how to bound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Let's pray for you. Let's pray for those who are unhappy. Father, I pray the joy of the Lord upon their lives. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will, that this person and I will be wise, not soulful, that will be merry in our hearts, Father. I, I pray that we don't stir up strife, Father. I pray that we seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness first. I pray that we understand that we can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth us, strengtheneth us, Father. I also pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you will also help them to be content, Father, not focus on all the many different things, but to focus on you in Jesus' name. I want to pray for those who are incarcerated. There are several scriptures here. I want to read this one to encourage those who may have incarcerated loved ones who may be incarcerated that may click on this link. Thank you. I, I see you guys are doing some of that. Isaiah 41.10. I love this verse. So do not fear, huh, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Be encouraged. God is going to hold you up. If you are, if you have given your life to him or incarcerated and you've given your life to him, you have someone who's incarcerated, you've given your life to him or they have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, be encouraged. He will uphold us with our righteousness. That doesn't mean he takes us out of a situation. Doesn't mean that. And 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. Woo! Take courage. I have overcome the world. If he's overcome the world, he's in us, then we overcome the world. You hear me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for those who are incarcerated. We pray for those who have family members, loved ones, friends who are incarcerated. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, that you will restore the joy. Restore the joy. Give them peace. Give them an understanding of who you are, even in this time. Yes, Lord. That means families are broken. Families are split up, but you're in, but we're in each other's hearts. I pray, God, that you will lift up the bow down head that's in prison, Father. Maybe they're innocent. Maybe they're not. It's not to say, but you have allowed this to happen. In the name of Jesus, there's consequences of everything, Father, as well. And so, God, I pray that the heart is content to know whatsoever state they're in, to learn to be content. Ah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you lift them. Ooh, hallelujah. I pray that you show them what you need them to learn. You show us what we need to learn. Humble us, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Three more, y'all. Three more. This is very quick. During this time, another struggle, homeless. People are homeless. People are on the street. Genesis 127, if you're homeless and you um, or been homeless or you know someone that's homeless, here's a scripture for them. Genesis 127, this is a powerful, powerful scripture. So God created man. In the image of God created he, him. 
Male and female created he them. That was for the earth. He created male and female. Why did he create male and female to reproduce, to be fruitful on this earth? God is so, (laughs) he just knows how to do it. He's meticulous. He's so detailed. And so he created man in his image. Every one of us were created mirroring God, reflecting God, representing God in the earth. And when he created us, he, if he, I'm sure God is not displeased with himself. And so if he's not displeased with himself and we're the mirror image of God, we are somebody. I don't care where you are. I want to encourage you today. If you have fallen in destitute times during this season, you're struggling because you don't have a place to go and you have to go to shelter, I want to pray for you. Believe me, I'm not just praying for you. I am doing things in the city for you as well. It's not just talk here. It's just I have to help us understand many people are homeless. Many people don't have a place to go. Many people are walking the streets. Many people are are in between houses even, staying in their car. That's still homeless. Staying in the car, you know, going from one house to another because they don't have a place to call home. Still homeless. All have a home. It's with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he created us in his image. And so while we're roaming this earth, we have to take authority in this area by helping others. There's many scriptures of how we have to help those who are poor, help those who are um, are struggling in the area of finances, struggling in the area of having a place to stay, no shelter, no roof over their head, no clothing, no money, no food, whatever the case is. It is up to us as Christians who have to help. We have become, and I say this because the word of the Lord is so true, we have become so tight. Yeah, we'll give a little here, but we won't go, we won't extend ourselves. And there's a scripture for that. We won't extend ourselves. We are to extend ourselves. What is extend? To stretch out, go beyond ourselves to help others. But then, and I think about me and the situation recently, we don't want people in our homes. We, the problem with that is we have to be careful still. That's the scary part, part of it. We have to be careful because there's so many things going on in the earth and the enemy is roaming, using people, and so we then have to reserve ourselves. But you better listen to God and to know when and when not to do things. Extending doesn't always mean having everyone up in your home. doesn't always mean giving that $2 to that person. doesn't always mean that. Listen to the voice of the Lord. So, Father, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, O oh God, that there are many people who have that can help those who are in need, help those who don't have food, help those who don't have clothing, help those who are struggling. They've fallen upon, maybe they have a job and just fallen upon hard times and they don't, they lost, they couldn't pay the rent, Father, for a couple of months. Maybe they had medical bills piled up for a, a parent, a child, a loved one they're trying to help. 
and they couldn't afford the rent, Father. They couldn't afford the, for the mortgage. I've lost even a home, God, because things happen. So, Father, I pray for those, Father, that you restore unto them what the locusts have eaten up. Allow them to be obedient to work to your to your word, Father, to tithe. And Father, or if they have a heart to tithe, let them do something, God, that will show you that they mean business for you. And you, God, will bless. You have mercy. I pray for grace and mercy to follow those who are homeless, Father, that are trying to do right, that are trying to serve you, that want you, Father. And even those who want, I pray for the enemies, God, that are out there that are homeless, Father. Help us to love regardless of them being lovable, to have the right mindset regarding regardless of the smell, regardless of the, the dirtiness, regardless, regardless of the cleanliness, regardless, God, help us to love in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let's talk about the elderly. Struggles, struggles. Elderly people struggle. A lot of people are left in homes. No one's to care for them, attend for, to them. And, and, and I, I pray daily for the elderly. And sometimes God whoops me because I don't do what I should be doing for as many, and I want to do more, so I ask the Lord, help me to have, be creative so that I can have the money to do what I want to do with when it comes to the elderly. The Bible says, according to 1 Timothy 5, rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. didn't say rebuke not your father, but entreat him as a father. It says an elder, <laughs> but entreat him as a father. And the younger men as brethren. So elderly, there's something you have to do. The younger men as brethren. We have to have mutual respect. The elder women as mothers. <laughs> the younger as sisters with all purity. We get it twisted because then the relationship starts, and let me just be practical and real. Relationship starts from older people with younger people because they want the company, then it goes past just regular, um, um, a mutual, uh, I don't, don't know the word, but a goes past and goes into a more um, intimate type, physical, emotional um, level that's not, that is sexual. And so it says with all purity, I'm not saying that can never happen, but do this with purity, with a pure heart. For the right reason, according to what God says, don't get money hungry, young people, when all of a sudden you see somebody that's elderly and they got some money. No, do it with pureness of heart because you want to do it. I'm telling you, it happens. Honor widows that are widows indeed. Some people say they're widows, they ain't widows. Stop it. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to shoot piety at home and to re requite their parents, be, be, be kind, be loving to your parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. I have been whooped over and over again because there's sometimes I don't do all of this the right way with my mother. So God works on me, and he showed me elderly people go through times like this because they have lost people in their lifetime. They have lost some things. They've gained some things. They're losing part of their health. They know that life is shorter, not short, but shorter. And so we have to be quaint, kind, respectful, and not power from elderly. I'm showing you, telling you what God is showing me. 
Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate trusteth in God and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. You better treat them right because they're praying night and day. You don't want them to pray the wrong thing against you. Not that they will. I'm praying not. But treat them right. Those who are maybe listening have some type of impact on those who are in elderly communities and taking care of those in nursing homes. Maybe, maybe people aren't visiting them. You know, go with a church group. Go with a organization. Do something. Make a quilt. Show some love. Sing. Hold, hold their hand. Brush their hair. You know, uh, there's many things to do. I've done some of that. And I'll tell you, it's not just, it's not rewarding, but it is, it, it, it does something to your spirit. It changes how you see things. So let's do that. But I want to pray for the elderly tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's so many things that are going on. And, God, I rebuke the hand of the person that, that treats the elderly in a, in a way that is not godly and loving and compassionate and helpful. I rebuke and denounce that spirit within them in the name of Jesus. I will try to take advantage of them, calling and taking advantage of people um, on the lines and running scams against them. I denounce that spirit in the majestic name of Jesus. Those are putting their hands and abusing. I denounce that spirit. I pray for the elderly to rise up with extra strength. Extra wisdom. Oh, my God. In the name of Jesus, extra strength, God. Extra power in their prayers, God, to pray for the right things for them, God for their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, those around them, and then protect them in the name of Jesus. I glorify you. Protect every home where an elderly woman, an elderly man is situated. In the name of Jesus, I glorify you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And my final thing is that there's people that are alone, that are struggling with loneliness during this time. The Bible says, First uh, Corinthians 7, seventh chapter, but I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried cares for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord, but he that is married cares for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is difference also between a wife and a virgin. <laughs> the unmarried woman cares for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married care for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for you, your own prophet, that I may cast a snare upon you, that not that I may cast a snare upon you. Let me read that again. Not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. You don't have to be lonely. You're here for the Lord. Take authority over that loneliness and do what God says. Let me read this last one, Psalm 25, 16. Those people who are um, alone, and listen, you can have people around you and still be alone or be lonely. You can have be in a crowd and be lonely. No, 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 no. God has not given us that spirit. He has given us a spirit to know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Listen to this psalm, Psalm 25, 16. I want you to be free from anxieties. <laughs> you don't have the man, you don't have the woman. Be free from anxieties in the name of Jesus. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. 
but the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit to all of you, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Married, not married, lonely, not lonely, with someone, not with someone, our attention should not be divided. We are devote our time to the Lord. Listen, people of God, he deserves it first. And so during this time, I want to encourage you. I want to actually, I, um, <laughs> I entreat you to make sure what you do, you're doing it for the Lord especially during this season. It's going to get you over this struggle. It's going to get you over the struggle of loneliness. I know what I'm talking about. The loneliest I felt was last year during Christmas time, the most loneliest time, and I thought I was over it, and I really wasn't. And the, I spent Christmas night by myself, and the Lord talked to me all night. Hear me when I say all night. I didn't sleep until the 26th. Um, um, way in the morning, about 4 a.m. in the morning, I didn't go to sleep, and God, um, and God spoke to me. I, I mean, I went in and out of sleep, but not really resting, and God spoke to me. He said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'll always have you. I hold you in the palm of my hand. I uphold you with my righteousness. Woo! And when he told me that, I began moving on. Listen to me, people of God, the struggle alone. God's got your back. There's someone God's going to place in your life to help you through this. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and bless you. We praise you. You are great. You are good. You're the comforter, and we acknowledge you. I pray for all of these people. You, God, show them what they need to do and to be during this season of their life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me on tonight. This is a wonderful time. I pray for every single one of you. We talked about introverts. We talked about people struggling with families, with budgets and everything. It's not about that. Love, love people, forgive in the name of Jesus. I'm your host, Reverend Dancy Jones-Morris. I want to thank you for joining me on tonight. It's a great day to be in this season. This season of life doesn't have to be just about you. It's about others. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will join me again on next Sunday. I'm excited about next Sunday. We have a wonderful guest, and we're going to talk about her book on next Sunday as we go into the Christmas season. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Morris, that is, a.k.a. Dancia. So glad you joined me on Kingdom Authority. Can't wait for what's going to come up in the next couple of weeks, y'all. The book is going to be out. It's coming in the mail, and it's going to be on everywhere. Cannot wait. Excited. Taking authority in my own territory and I'm not struggling in this season. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Have a great night.